Just Man's the Podcast. Welcome to Just Man's the Podcast. It's your host, Amanda. And in this episode, I am going to do like a formal intro because if you are new here, hi, my name is Amanda. You don't probably know anything about me, or maybe you just started following me on Instagram and realized I had a podcast, or maybe you have been following me for a while or listening to this podcast for a while, but I feel like I haven't done like an actual sit down intro, helping you guys get to know who I am, where I came from, how I started, all the things in so long. And I recently made the decision to switch my podcast back to Just Man's The Podcast because it was Just Man's The Podcast and then it was The Pretty Naked and then it was Cultivating Connection. And I'm like, screw this. Why am I trying to be so many different people? (laughs) I just need to go back to my roots and stay true to me. And so recently, I just got my podcast cover redone by the lovely Liz Campagna. She does amazing graphic design work. She also does a lot of really awesome soul enrichment and mindset enrichment for youth. And so if you're interested in getting some graphic design work done, go to Liz. She's amazing. Rising Rose Collective. Anyhow, I want to introduce myself a little bit. I want to just kick back with you guys. I want it to feel like we're grabbing coffee, right? I'm drinking my coffee, so grab your coffee, or maybe you're commuting to work or back from work. Wherever you are, I just want to say hello, and I want to help you get to know me a little bit better. And the first thing, the first place I feel like I want to start is I'm going to just kind of tell you some some fun things about mans, and then I'm going to answer some questions that you guys asked me on Instagram at the end of it. So Throwing it back to an old Q&A. I always feel like I'm sitting down for a YouTube video when I do a Q&A because I don't know about you, but those were like my favorite YouTube videos to watch as a kid. I was a big YouTube girly, like loved YouTube and probably middle school, high school, college. I still do, but I don't watch it as often. Um, Actually, I haven't watched it in a while. Maybe I should get back to that. Anyway, my name is Amanda, Amanda Fowler. I got married to the love of my life in 2022, and we have two beautiful boys, three and one. Well, he's not three yet, but we always just round up because it's so much easier. (laughs) He'll be three in September, and then we have a one-year-old. He just turned one on June 11th, which is wild to even say, but I am 25 years old. I'm also a mindset and wellness coach, and I will get more into that in a bit on how I kind of got there, but I wanted to start off with some fun things. One, I love coffee. I feel like I have tried over and over to be a tea girl. And actually, the first caffeine or like beverage that I was obsessed with was black English breakfast tea. And I think like eighth grade. Eighth grade was when I was on my my tea journey. And then I found coffee. I found Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> the French vanilla swirl, baby. I used to drink that every single day and I would like leave school. I would go to my first period, my second period, and then leave and go get a Dunkin' Donuts coffee, go bring some to Lucas, my now husband, at the the public high school that he went to and then come back. Anyway, I'm a big coffee girl and I feel like I have tried over and over to not drink it, drink matcha, not drink it, drink matcha again. And I just keep coming back to it. It's the taste for me, guys. Like at this point, yeah, it probably is also the energy because if I don't drink it for like three days, I'll get a headache. But (laughs) it's really more so the taste. I love it for the ritual. And it's just my favorite way to start my day. So coffee is a big part of my life. (laughs) And I am an Aquarius. So I'll share with you guys my big three. I'm an Aquarius, Aquarius, Virgo. And when I learned that I was a Virgo rising, all of the pieces of the bubble, bubble, all of the pieces of the puzzle just really clicked for me. I have always been like a really independent, creative, I would say airy person, like kind of head in the clouds, dreamer really love to be artistic. And I think that's where my Aquarius side comes out, like innovative, 
would always just start new projects. Like I, I do think I embody a lot of the Aquarius energy and I think I did a lot too when I was younger. I was also such a I don't even know if it's rebel, but I just felt like anything that was mainstream, I just like rejected on a visceral level. And I've kind of come out of that, but I still have a little bit of that. And I think that is like the Aquarius energy to a T is like anything that is a trend or anything that is mainstream, anyone that the collect, anything that the collective likes, you're like, no. And then a year later, you're like, I actually do like that, (laughs) but it's a whole thing. Anyway, when I found out that I was a Virgo rising, I want to say like three years ago, I just felt so seen because yes, I'm very dreamer, artistic, creative, but there's a bigger side of me in the way that I show up in my day to day. And then also the way that I feel like I'm, I'm perceived is structure, routine, organization, like kind of has my shit together. I think that's the way that I feel like I perceive myself and maybe the way that others perceive myself. And it explains a lot of like the way that I function in my work, which is a huge part of my life is my, my structure, my routine, the get shit done, very meticulous, detail oriented, driven, stubborn. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I think, I think learning both of those things has helped me really tap into each energy, especially when it comes to being a mom and then a business owner as well. So I'm an Aquarius, Aquarius, Virgo. I'm also a 2-4 emotional projector in human design. I found human design probably, probably three years ago as well and then really dove into it this past year when I did my spiritual life coaching certificate. And it was just something that I, again, felt so seen by, but in a completely new light. I feel like it really described not only my personality, but how I feel on a soul level. And so I have many episodes where I talk about what a 2-4 means. And I believe in my last episode of finding fulfilling relationships and career, I actually dive into what being a 2-4 emotional projector means for me sometimes. So I'm not going to get into it here, but if you're a projector, I see you, I feel you. If you don't know your human design, you can go to the show notes below because I do human design chart readings and I kind of like to describe them as like a human design chart reading slash mini coaching session because what I'll do is I'll read your chart and then I'll send you an email with all of the notes that I took, the recording from the human design session and just basically like actionable steps that you can take to really start to implement your human design into your life and apply it. Um but I I love human design so much. I know everyone's such big Enneagram people. And I feel like I did the Enneagram three years ago, two years ago, a year ago. And I I kept forgetting like what I got. So I actually retook it like last month and I am an eight. And I don't really know if I resonate with it or not. You guys let me know. If you guys are into Enneagram, let me know how you feel. If I'm an eight or if I feel like something else. I think I remember reading that you can be an eight and kind of show up more like a nine or a seven, something about wings. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not an Enneagram girl. So let me know what you guys think about that. But I was like, I would be remiss not to mention my Enneagram in this. So I'm an eight. Didn't really know if I agree or not, but whatever. (laughs) I want to get into more of like who I am and where the heck I came from. So I am originally from Orlando, Florida. I currently live in Denver, Colorado, again, with my husband and my two baby boys, but we were born and raised in Orlando, Florida. I grew up traveling, traveling a lot because my dad played professional golf for a living. And so pretty much, I mean, as for as long as I can remember, we were, we were traveling even throughout the school year. And then when I got into middle school and high school, we would just primarily travel either for like quick weekend trips or we would travel for like six weeks straight in the summer with my dad. And it was a really cool upbringing because I I was able to see a lot of different cultures, a lot of different environments, a lot of different ways of living. And I think it really fueled my passion for understanding people on a deeper level and understanding myself on a deeper, deeper level as well as seeing the world and uh, trying to articulate how uh, 
being like how like trying to find the intersection between that nature versus nurture right like I I feel like I was always so interested in oh this is where people are from this is why they're the way that they are and there's an element to them that is also just so intrinsically them you know what I mean and I want to figure out how it all fits together that was always my biggest passion and I still feel like that's a huge part of of what fuels me today and the work that I do which we'll get into but yeah growing up I I traveled often uh, you know far and wide and it was beautiful it was a really great childhood um, I feel like I saw a lot and I got to do a lot of things that I'm so grateful for and again I think it really fueled my passion and also shaped who I am in the way that like I've always been very very okay with change because I had to be again growing up and and being on the road for six weeks straight living out of suit out of a suitcase I mean you are in a different hotel a different environment a different state a different town around different people doing different things and I feel like I had to be okay with change and I also had to learn how to keep relationships while traveling. And I feel like I'm just now putting two in together, but I think that's why I really got into the internet to begin with was because I remember, especially when I got to be like 13, 14 years old, I desperately wanted to just stay home for a summer because I mean, after your whole childhood of going on the road for six weeks straight in the summer, like you start to kind of miss out on what your friends are doing back home when you guys are on summer vacation. So I remember being like, oh, sometimes I wanted to go and travel and do all those cool things, but I also wanted to stay home and just like have sleepovers with my friends, go to the pool, drive the golf cart to Subway, like do random Orlando shit, you know? And I I feel like I had a good balance of that. But anyway, I think that's really where my love for sharing on the internet came to be. I started a blog in 2015. And before that, I was primarily sharing on Instagram. Instagram was like my first love when it comes to social media. And I think that's why I can't let it go nowadays. Like I've dabbled on TikTok. I've dabbled on YouTube. I have this podcast, but my heart keeps going back to Instagram and I keep being like, Oh, I just, I can't let Instagram go. It's like always where I want to pour my energy. It's always where I want to show up the most. And I think it's because it was the first place that I I actually like started. And so I started sharing my, my travels and just like, I don't know, whatever the fuck you share back in 2014 on Instagram, <laughs> like probably selfies. I don't know. Trying to be artsy, Tumblr-esque pictures. And I started sharing some journal entries and some writing and I was like, why don't I just create a blog? And so back in 2015, I created a blog and I think that was my junior year of high school. Yeah, my junior year of high school. And it was actually like a year into dating my now husband. We'll get there too. Don't worry. I'll I'll give you all the tea on my husband. But I started a blog in 2015 and I was like, what do I call it? And he was like, call it Just Mans because back then I played volleyball and I had this one friend, Maddie, who would call me Mans, M-A-N-D-S, like Mans. And she was like the first person who called me Mans. And it was funny because I remember growing up, people would try to call me Mandy and my mom was like, I hate that name. Like, no she's not Mandy. She's Amanda. And so I, I remember just like not having a nickname for the longest time. And then my friend Maddie from volleyball was like, I'm going to call you Mans. And so everyone called me Mans. And then when it came time to like pick a name for my blog, my, my then boyfriend, now husband was just like, just do just Mans. Like, I love that. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And then it stuck. And then I changed my Instagram handle to just Mans because before it was Amanda DeMarco, but I thought I was so cool for doing this. Instead of doing at A-M-A-N-D-A, I did at M-A-N-D-A. So at Manda, because I wanted the at sign to be the A because there's like a little A in it, you know, like so clever, right? And then I changed it to just man's, but funny because I started off on my blog as a fashion blogger. Like I remember having Lucas take all of my photos. We would go down to Mount Dora. We would go down to, I don't even know, like Lake Mary where my grandma lived in Heathrow. Shout out anybody who lives in Orlando, but my grandma lived in Heathrow, which is like a small suburb outside of Orlando. And there was like this tunnel 
underneath uh like the the road that led to the golf course and then her neighborhood and I remember taking pictures there we took pictures everywhere and shout out to Lucas because he was such a trooper and he actually like enjoyed it he was having a really great time but I would do like the detail photos like get my earrings get my shoes get my hair get like the little belt that I'm wearing like I loved fashion back then and so that's kind of how I showed up and then I started actually writing a lot more journal entries and poetry-esque I guess entries like like um what are those called? Opinion pieces, like op op eds. I used to love writing those. And that's really how I started sharing on the internet was through my writing and through my words. And then I want to say fast forward to like college was when I kind of dabbled in YouTube and kept doing Instagram. And then I got really into listening to podcasts. I remember the first podcast I listened to was the Skinny Confidential actually, because I knew my aunt was into podcasts and I was like, I am interested. Like, where should I start? Who showed you? Like, and she was like, you have to listen to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. And I remember I was actually looking for podcasts on money because I had gotten my first like real job at an acupuncture clinic in college. Shout out acupuncture clinic of Boulder. I still go there. It's my favorite. And she was like, yeah, listen to this Kenny Confidential. I think they had like an episode on money randomly. And I just fell in love. I loved them and their dynamic. I want to say that was like 2018, maybe like 2019, 2018. So a while ago. And I kind of just fell in love. I fell in love with the the whole medium of podcasting, the idea of of getting on your soapbox and just letting it rip because I think back then I was going through a time in college where I was experiencing a lot of loneliness, trying to find myself, abandoning my truth, coming back to it, not knowing how to show up in in a confident way, embodying it, you know, again, having a, a poor relationship with food and fitness, just not really finding a way of eating that that I felt like worked for me and my body that felt intuitive same thing with fitness and so I was just figuring out myself and I would put my phone I remember I would like record myself in the car like I would put my phone up and I would record myself talking in the car and at one point I was like why don't I just start a podcast like I love podcasts every time I listen to the skinny confidential I'm like I feel like I could do this and I'm already talking to myself in the car might as well just like put it out there like I do literally everything else so I think in like yeah 2020 was so in 2019 I, I started getting more into YouTube I have I have actually some funny YouTube videos up with my best friend Graham and then my now husband Lucas and we were doing tipsy talks so this was like when I was like 21, 22, we did tipsy talks and we would just like drink and do Q and A's and it was like so much fun. But after that, I was like, I don't really love like getting the lighting situated for YouTube, making sure like I look good all the time, you know, having like a really curated, cute background. Like I just want to get on my soapbox and just talk. And so 2020, I, well, I found out I was pregnant and then launched the podcast. But again, we'll get there too. I launched the podcast and I want to say I, I found out that I was pregnant February 3rd, 4th, February 3rd, 2nd, somewhere around there. It was like right after the Super Bowl of 2020. So I found out I was pregnant and I had already had the idea of of wanting to start a podcast. And I was like, fuck it. Like I just I just learned about the pandemic happening. I was like, I'm just going to record some episodes. I'm going to batch like four episodes and then I'm going to launch it. And so I launched it in March and it was amazing. And I loved it. And as you guys know, because I was mentioning it in the beginning of this episode, I've kind of been to hell and back with this podcast. I've been under so many different aliases and names and missions and and concepts, but I feel like I'm finally back to my roots and it feels like it's it's finally come full circle. And so I'm so excited to just really pour my energy and start showing up here more and more because it finally feels like it's just back to where I want it to be in my mind. <laughs> I I feel like I'm somebody that and and this is also my human design, but I have like the channel of the thinker and it means that I I go back to things over and over and over my head. So like, I feel like I need to just start from the beginning and think about it from the beginning 
And then I'll think about it, think about it, think about it, get really far and then have to go right back to the beginning again and start thinking about it again. And I think I do that with all of my creative endeavors too. I like start something and then I keep going, keep going, keep going. And then I'm like, wait, nope, pivot. We got to go back to the start. (laughs) But I feel like I've gotten a really good grip on that tendency. And now I'm just excited to show up and, and be consistent here and just talk about whatever the fuck is on my mind and lights me up and is making me feel passionate and inspired because I feel like that's that's the that's what I like to listen to anyways is when I can tell that the host is inspired, you know? So that's where I'm at with the podcast and that's kind of how I came to the podcast. But from there, I I started a, a membership community called The Pretty Naked and we would do blog posts, recipes, journal prompts. In the beginning, we did like workout routines monthly. It was so much fun. And then it got into like virtual events and that was so much fun. Like I would have people on from that I just met on social media to come on and do a workshop on hormone health or gut health or do some virtual Reiki or virtual breath work and virtual yoga. Like it was just so much fun. And then I hosted Cultivating Connection Circles, which are my bread and butter event where I lead journal uh, a journaling session with a meditation. And then we open up the floor for sharing and supporting and just connecting. And it's it's so much fun. And I still do them sometimes. And I'm actually planning an in-person one in Denver in July. So stay tuned for that if you live in Denver. But yeah, I've pivoted a lot. But I think what I want to get into is kind of my journey to becoming a mindset and wellness coach. I remember in college after I had found found kind of my groove with with food and fitness because again I I yo-yo dieted, I experienced SIBO and bloating and candida and like really bad relationships with like keto and paleo and then trying to be vegan and all of these things and I finally got to a point my senior year of college where I felt really good in the way that I was eating and it felt really intuitive and I wasn't dieting anymore and I was moving my body in a way that strengthened my soul and my body, right? And I I remember telling one of my best friends actually, I was like, I think I want to be a health coach. And she's like, no, because I think I think she was obviously playing on like my past experience of having issues with health, right? And she's like, I think you should just maybe keep that a hobby. And I was like, no, I really feel called to be a health coach. I don't know. I kind of let that kind of go by the wayside. And then after I had my first son, I actually went to I went to NASM, which is an online personal training school, and got my certificate in in personal training actually while I was finishing up actual school. So I went to University of Colorado Boulder and graduated, but I was the year that the pandemic happened. So we didn't get a graduation. And I believe I actually graduated August, 2020, because I still had a few credits to finish up. So throughout that summer, I was also taking my, my personal trainer's certificate, passed it when I was eight months pregnant, had my first son in September. And then I like never used my personal training certificate. I got it because I thought I wanted to maybe teach Orange Theory because I loved Orange Theory. But then I I tried to like put myself in the vision of being an Orange Theory coach and it just like didn't feel right. And so I actually connected with a girl, Emma, who I just went to her wedding, who's now my dear friend. I connected with her and on Instagram and she was a holistic health coach at the time. She's evolved now and she still does a little bit of that. But um, at the time she was primarily a holistic health coach. And I remember connecting with her and I was like, what, where did you get your coaching certificate? And she was like, IIN. And it clicked for me because I want to say like five years before that, my mom took IIN. She went back to school to do her holistic health coaching certificate, passed it, loved it. And so I had heard of that and I've always been interested in it, but I, I never felt like it was the right time or I just didn't know how to get into it. And so when Emma was like, yeah, I I did IIN and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do it. Like my mom did it. Emma did it. Like I got to do it. And so I went back to do IIN in March of 2021. Yeah. March of 2021. Got my degree in September of 2021 because I went like super, super quick. I did like the six month program. So got my certificate. 
excuse me, not my degree, my certificate, and started coaching September. I started coaching in the fall. And since then, just like have coached women one-on-one. Now I have a group program. I, I just feel like coaching is something that I didn't realize would be such a big piece of like fulfillment in my life. It's funny because I've taken months off of coaching. I've taken breaks before. And every time I'm not coaching, I feel like that's a huge loss. Like it feels like a huge loss in my soul because guiding, coaching, helping women along their journey is just like such a big part of who I am and who I, what I feel like my soul is here to do. And so that's my favorite thing that I do. And over time, you know, I started doing more health coaching. So like nutrition plans, movement practices, you know, figuring out hormone health, gut health, making sure sleep was good, doing all the holistic health things. Right. And then I kind of really got into my spirituality. I mean, I think my spirituality like completely opened up and I had such a big awakening when I got pregnant and then gave birth to my first son. But anyway, I digress. That's an episode for another time. And I actually do have a lot of episodes back in like 2020, 2021, even some in 2022 that talk about my experience getting pregnant. But if you guys want me to do an updated episode on that, I would love to talk about it, especially now that I've had two babies and two pregnancies. And I can talk about kind of like the spiritual side of pregnancy because it's something that I actually don't feel like I've talked about on the podcast, which would be a really cool thing to just chat about with you guys. So let me know if you guys are interested in that. But I digress. (laughs) I got into more of like the mindset, the beliefs, the emotions side of coaching I want to say like end of 2022 or be actually, uh, yeah, like spring, summer of 2022. And so when I went to take clients for last fall, fall of 2022, I really restructured my one-on-one program to be more mindset and wellness coaching. So we're going to improve whole body wellness so that we can help support you in reaching your goals and reaching your potential and living out your soul's purpose. But we're also going to dig into your mindset, your belief system, your thought patterns, your habits, your emotions, where your body might be holding on to some things that might be blocking you from reaching your goals, your connection to God's or spirit, whatever you want to call it. And so that's really what I do now is I help women one-on-one and moms. I say that my demographic, I feel like it's always so hard for me to like clearly articulate because I, I want to help anyone who's willing and who's interested, right? However, I primarily work with moms and women, moms who are looking to find more time for themselves so that they can understand themselves on a deeper level and then show up with more energy, more vigor, and more purpose in their life and in their kid's life, their family's life. And then also women who are just looking to understand themselves on a deeper level, find more fulfilling career and find more fulfilling relationships, and also just embody their truth with confidence. And what I mean by your truth is like your the the expression of self that feels just so authentic to you. Like being who you are at your core, but being able to do that with confidence anywhere you go. And being able to confront the moments where you feel anxious, you feel imposter syndrome, you feel a lot of doubt, but being able to navigate and walk through them so that you can actually reach your goals instead of continuing to hold yourself back. I think that's really where I I love to coach is like women who are in their 20s and 30s really wanting to understand themselves better and then also do that so that they can reach their fullest potential in whether it's careers, relationship, lifestyle, whatever it may be. And then also moms who, who just feel like they're, they're being swallowed by, by motherhood because it's real and it can happen and it happens before you know it. And we, we need people to pull us out of it and be like, Hey, I see you. Let's make some time for you. (laughs) So that's really what I do now. And I feel like I, I got here through a combination of my studies in spiritual life coaching and my health coaching degree because I went back and did my Dharma coaching um, certificate at the Dharma Coaching Institute. And I, I, I feel like I've blended my studies in health coaching and life coaching 
with my life experience, you know, my experience with a disordered relationship to health and wellness, my experience having a spiritual awakening, my experience understanding that at some point, food and fitness can only take me so far. Figuring out my my diet and my wellness regime and my movement practice only takes you so far. You have to then dig into your belief system, dig into your habits, dig into your emotions, dig into your mindset and seeing where you're getting stuck there. Because I feel like that's the, that's the best way I articulate it is like we can support ourselves with health and wellness, right? But if we don't clear the clutter in our mind, in our body, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, it's only going to take us so far. And I actually have an episode too that I really love about how, why your wellness um, practice is only taking you so far and why you really need to, to shift to the mindset work, the habit work, the belief work, and the emotional work. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in learning more, feel free to DM me. I also want to get into my husband and our relationship before I dive into some of your questions. But I, again, am married. We got married in 2022. Funny because <laughs> we had our first son, September 2020. He turned one, September 2021. And then I found out I was pregnant with my second in October. But my husband, now husband, proposed to me right before my, my, first son's first birthday. And so we were planning a wedding. We were going to do the whole thing. My son turns one and then boom, I find out I'm pregnant. And not, not only did I find out that I was pregnant, but I would have also been like eight months pregnant at, at my wedding that we were planning. So I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I don't want to be pregnant at my wedding. Your girl wants to raise a glass with some champagne, if you know what I mean. (laughs) And just like enjoy myself and feel like me. I don't want to feel like it's me, my pregnant belly and my baby and my husband getting married. You know what I mean? I want it to feel like it's just me and my husband. And so what we did actually is in 2022 in March, we like, I just wanted to have the same last name as my kids so badly. And I wanted to be married already. And so I went to the courthouse with my husband now, now husband and Lennox. And it's funny because in Colorado, you can actually officiate yourselves. So you don't have to have a witness. You can just say, who's your witness on our marriage license? And we say ourselves. So we took Lennox and it was just us two. And it was so beautiful. And then we went out to dinner afterward. It was just really amazing. It was so special and so intimate and on our terms, which I really loved. And so maybe one day in the future, we'll have like a big party reception because I still have a dress. But Right now, we're just so happy with with where we're at. And it's funny because I, I feel like I get a lot of questions about my relationship with my husband and we actually had a podcast. And so I feel like that's why a lot of people are interested in him because they know him from the podcast too. But I don't know if a lot of people know that we actually met when we were 16 and we dated until like 19, 16 to 19. And uh, I we broke up from 19 to like 21. So, and it wasn't, it wasn't a full two years. It was like a year and a half, but we broke up because when we started dating at 16, he was my first, like everything, first boyfriend, first sex, first, like first everything. And I was so weird growing up. I was always like, I'm not going to date anybody until I know it's my person because I'm just like not going to waste my time. And I look back and I'm like, Amanda, you're fucking 13 years old. Like go on a date to the movies. Like do something <laughs> like it's not that deep. You're so young. But it always was that deep for me. And like that's why on my Instagram bio, it's talk deep to me because I just I feel like I've always been such a deep person and like craved meaningful connections. And so when I met him at 16, I was like, oh, whoa, I like manifested the shit out of you because you are my person and I don't know if I'm ready for this, but let's do it. So 16 to night to 19, we dated. I went to SCAD my freshman year of college. And so we, we dated through that. And then we broke up the summer after freshman year of college until like junior year of college, got back together. Um, And it was beautiful that we had that time apart. We were long distance. You know, I needed to figure out not only like other, like be with other people, but I also just needed to figure out myself. I needed to 
work through my relationship with health and wellness. I needed to work through my my relationship with self-love and self-worth and who I was and understanding myself to the point where I accept myself fully. And so I did that. He did that. We both had like our space. We got back together. And then a year after getting back together was when we had, no, when we got pregnant with our first baby. (laughs) So we've really come a long way. And gosh, I want to say next year, it'll be like 10 years since we like first met, since we first got together when we were 16, which is crazy to think about considering we're only 25. But, you know, he, he is such... I don't even I don't even have the words to describe Lucas because he is such a soul bond, soul connection for me. Like we we just we're and this is so fucking cliche. <laughs> I'm like cringing. But we're just like meant to be. That's like the only thing I can really express is ever since I met him at 16 years old, I was like this is my person. This is the man who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And it wasn't even like he is my husband. It was like he's my life partner. He's going to be my biggest cheerleader. He's who I want to build a home with, a family with, a career with. He is who I want to do life with because it felt like such a soul bond. It felt like we had a soul contract. And now after seeing many intuitive healers, energy healers, I know that we've had many past lives together. But he is just the most incredible man and I feel so grateful to have found him in this lifetime because not only does he make me feel so seen and heard and happy and special and supported and loved, he's also the best fucking dad and I just feel so grateful. And so we have a few podcast episodes as well if you are new and don't know who he is. So go check him out. Um but yeah, I feel like we we always get asked to do episodes on like long distance, getting pregnant unexpectedly, how to spice up your sex life when you have two kids. And so I'll probably have him on to do another Q&A episode soon. But I digress. I feel like this is a good place to stop and start answering you guys' questions because if not, I can just get into some random shit about myself that I probably don't need to get into. So um, that was a little recap of who I am, a formal introduction. Maybe it was all over the place. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. You can let me know. But if there's anything else you are interested to learn about, feel free to DM me on Instagram. I, again, feel like Instagram is my favorite place to show up and to exist. So please, please, please reach out. I'm always looking at my DMs. But I, I wanted to get into some of these questions First of all, somebody said, so glad you switched back to just man's. Thank you, because that makes me feel really seen in my decision. And it it helps me understand, like, yeah, I didn't make the right decision because you guys are seeing me as well. The other question I got was on my diet. And I actually just posted an Instagram post about this because for a while I was gluten and dairy free. And I still very much eat mostly protein, veggies, fruits, nuts and seeds and grains but I do incorporate some some dairy and some gluten whenever the fuck I feel like it because now I've healed my gut and I've healed my hormones. And I feel like when I was – even when I was yo-yo dieting, I mean the first reason I started getting into dieting and to begin with wasn't even weight loss. It was – I was experience, ex- experiencing extreme bloat and gas and constipation and it was awful. And I think I had candida overgrowth or SIBO back in freshman year and I didn't find out until literally like junior year of college. So like two and a half years of feeling miserable, trying all the things to help it, feeling brain fog, feeling irritability. And then finally, when I when I made the decision to go strict gluten and dairy free, all of those things cleared up. My my hormones got better. I went to acupuncture and did seed cycling to get my period back. And once that got on track, that really worked itself out. And then I healed my gut health. And I think a big part of health and wellness that I can do an episode on too, which is what I, I do with my clients, is people don't realize how like one, community is such a huge factor of you actually being healthy and well. If you're feeling lonely, you're feeling isolated, you're going to have lonely and isolated thoughts. And those are negative thoughts. And it's going to impact your health. Also, we are social beings as human beings. And so we need other people to feel whole and healthy and happy. So community is a big part that I feel like a lot of people forget. And then the other thing 
is mindset. If you are holding on to a lot of negative emotions and you have a lot of trauma and you have a lot of negative mindsets and self-talk and beliefs about yourself, you are not going to be healthy and well. And so I think that was also fueling a lot of my um, disordered gut health because your gut is your second brain and your serotonin levels, a lot of them live in your gut. And so I feel like it's just so connected. If your endocrine system, which is your hormones, is imbalanced, your gut health is going to be imbalanced and vice versa. And then your mind's going to be fucked. So that's why I, I I really believe in like working with a coach or working with somebody that can help you get everything back on track. But yeah, I feel like once I healed my my gut and I healed my hormones and then I got pregnant and it kind of – I've heard this from so many people, but like pregnancy – was like a reset to my body. And I feel like it allowed me to, because my first pregnancy, I was, I was straight gluten and dairy free. And then afterward, I started incorporating a little bit more cheese and dairy, especially in my second pregnancy, as well as a little bit of gluten. And now I pretty much can eat it whenever I want. Um, but I do know my body and I do know that like, if I am really stressed out, probably not a good idea to eat gluten and dairy because it's just going to exacerbate the issue. Exasperate. Exasperate. That's the word. The issue. Um, And uh, when I'm like on vacation, I'm feeling super joyful and really happy. And I, you know, I've done all the brain training and the belief work to handle gluten and dairy. I'll eat it, you know? Um, Or if my husband comes home with some raw cheddar cheese and prosciutto, you bet your ass I'm eating that. So I feel like a lot of a lot of where I'm at now is like I've done all of the gut health healing, the hormone health healing to be able to indulge when I want to. Um, and it feels really good. So that's that's pretty much my diet is I just I eat whenever I'm hungry and I eat pretty much whatever I want. But definitely like 80 percent nuts, seeds, grains, veggies, fruit, protein, things like that. OK, the next question that I got was. How do you time manage as a business owner who is self-employed? So, or business owner slash self-employed. So I feel like when it comes to time management, I've tried so many things. Like I've tried time blocking out my calendar. I have tried sticking to like a strict, this is when I wake up. This is when I do this. This is when I work out. And like really getting fixated on time, like time stamps, time block. But I feel like what's really helped me was actually just creating like a weekly to-do list. And uh, I can walk you through like what platform I use for that. But um, creating like a to-do list for each day of the week and focusing on the priorities that I have of tasks rather than like this is the time that I need to do them at. Um, I feel like with having two kids, it's really hard to – especially because – I only have childcare three days a week for my three-year-old and then I don't have childcare for my, for my one-year-old. So I really work when he naps, but my schedule can be so different depending on when he wants to nap and when he doesn't. And if I have both my kids or not. And so I feel like for me, it's a lot of like tag teaming with my, with my husband on, you know, when I actually have my calls scheduling it when I know that my kid's going to be napping. But also I think a lot of it is, having a weekly to-do list and seeing what I know I need to get done and not focusing so much on like, I need to do this at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. And more so like, I know that I have a call with a client and I I have to write a follow-up email after the call. So usually I'll do it right after that. Or I'll say, I need to get this email to her within 48 hours from our call. And so I know like the deadline, but I don't necessarily like give myself a structured time of like, this is when it needs to get done. It's more so like, I just know my deadlines and I know the priorities of tasks. The other thing is, is I've heard so many people be like, start the thing that's going to take you the longest first. And I actually don't do that because for me, I'm like really anxious, especially about time because I don't have a lot of it with two kids. And so what I feel like works best for me is I will knock out all the little shit, all the quick little things that I have to do. Because if I'm focusing on the longest thing first, and I know I can just like get this one little thing done first, I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to be really distracted while I'm doing that long thing. 
because I know I can just knock out this small thing really quick. And for me, I'm somebody that feels so much lighter as I cross things off my to-do list. So if I can just knock out all the little tasks first, cross them off, and then only have like that one long thing left to do, I, I will do it with more like focus, if that makes sense, more intentionality. And so for me, that's what works. But I use a platform called Notion, notion.so. It's free and I love it because I can I can list out a, like a weekly to-do list and then a daily to-do list from there. I can also like insert my big goals, my small goals, and it just keeps everything in one place and it helps me stay really organized. So that's that's kind of what I do. The other thing is being a mom. I again, I do a lot of work when my kids are sleeping. So either when they're napping during the day or sometimes at night. Other times I get a babysitter. Other times I have my mom help out. Um, it just really depends. But I feel like knowing my goals helps me actually move the needle towards those things. Because if I don't have an overarching goal, it's hard for me to just like keep doing things if I don't like know where the direction is heading, if that makes sense. So I think to kind of paraphrase, having big goals helps you understand what the small tasks are to reaching that goals and then prioritizing them. The other thing is I always do a weekly to-do list with little daily to-dos. And then I always, always, always start with the quickest things first, because I know that if I get those done, I'll have more focus and intention for the long thing. The other thing is how do you stay passionate about your business and avoid burnout? I don't. And I think that's a big misconception with with people who are business owners and, and people who are self-employed. It's like I don't always feel passionate and I don't always feel like I avoid burnout. <laughs> I feel like I definitely burn out. But what has really helped me with burnout specifically is knowing my human design and knowing as a projector I'm really meant to only work like four to five hours a day. and it, it gives me the permission slip to do that because I've always felt that. That's why I'm a business owner. That's why I'm self-employed because I know that I, I can really only give like four to five hours of like focused, attentive work per day. And then I get really burnt out. But before knowing this, I would try to work from like nine to four, especially because I used to have a lot more babysitters. And that just always left me feeling so burnt out. But I feel like I thought that was what it meant to be a successful business owner was to like work nine to four. And because I wasn't working like a regular nine to five job and being employed by somebody else, I felt like for my my job to be taken seriously, I needed to work nine to four. But now I know with my human design, it's really not in alignment for me. And I knew that that felt so counterintuitive because what would happen was I would get I would get so burnt out and then crash. And so now I've actually understood, okay, I, I really only need to work four hours a day and then everything else can kind of be either a little bit more sporadic or I can finish things when my kids go down for, for bed or I'll just wait till the next day and it's fine. Um, the other thing is, is understanding that I'm really not in a rush. I think turning 25 was a big existential crisis for me. And I have a podcast episode on it, but now I'm in a really good place where I feel like before I felt like if I wasn't a millionaire, like what, what am I doing? I've failed. And now I'm like, I have my whole entire life to become a millionaire, you know? And that's not even like my biggest goal. Right. But I have my whole life to reach my goals what is the fucking rush? And actually, if I'm trying to like force shit to happen before it's meant to, I am not only going to create a lot of resistance and maybe not reach the things that I meant to reach, but I'm also going to miss the other aligned, beautiful opportunities that come my way because I'm so fucking headstrong and focused on one certain thing. So I feel like releasing the timeline pressure of like, I need to be reaching this goal by 26 and this goal by 28. Releasing that timeline has really helped me be open to other things to come my way, other opportunities, and then also just stay focused and passionate about what I'm doing. Because I feel like whenever you apply a timeline and like a deadline to your goals or like fulfilling like your your desire to be successful, I feel like you're always going to be let down because it it might not happen on your timeline, right? Like if you make a, a goal to get 30 plus clients by the time you're 26, it's a good goal, right? But what if it happens at like 26 and a half? But because you were so damn headstrong and, and fixed on that 
deadline of 26, you're going to look at it as a failure, even if you do reach it a month later. You know what I mean? So I think I've, I've really learned to release the expectations and the pressures of time. And that's helped me stay more passionate because I'm not so focused on, on when my success is going to happen. I'm focused on the journey and being passionate in the journey. The other thing is, is like, you're not always going to be passionate. And I take those moments as signs to just like lean into my personal life, right? Like call my friends, hug my husband, be with my babies, play, do some reading, journaling, some hobbies, pull tarot cards, like whatever it may be, go for a walk. Like I think when I'm not passionate, I take it as a sign to kind of step back and allow myself to sit in silence or to re-inspire myself. So I, I think like a lot of it is releasing the pressure of time, releasing the, releasing the pressure of needing to reach your goals by, um, you know, a certain amount of time and just like releasing the, the, the shoulds of like, I should always be passionate because you're not going to be, it's your job. Like at the end of the day, when you become self-employed and you become a business owner, yeah, you do those things because you start with passion and passion always has to be in it. But at the end of the day, it's also your job. And like, you're not always going to want to work. It's just being human. So leaning into that, not not getting mad about, at yourself for not being passionate all the time, but instead having compassion and having acceptance and understanding that's just part of it. So those are all of the questions that I got asked and all of the things that I feel like I want to tell you about myself. <laughs> Again, you can go to all my podcast episodes or even go on my Instagram and I'm sure you can get to know me a lot better too. But I I just felt like taking today to, again, reintroduce myself for anybody who might be new here or answer some of your questions, connect with you guys on more of a deeper level, open up a little bit more. I just feel like I haven't done a Q&A about me or like introducing myself in a really long time. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys learned something new about myself. I hope you guys could resonate with a little bit of my story. And if you are interested in learning how to either work with me or just just like chat with me, again, DM me on Instagram. I'm always there and I really love connecting with you guys. Um, it's fun talking on a mic to yourself, but it's also a lot more fun when you get feedback and you know that other people are listening. <laughs> and it's more of a dialogue rather than just like a me chatting into a mic by myself <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening i'm so happy you're here if you're new and i cannot wait to get to know you and uh, i will catch you in the next episode <laughs>